Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Wonderful. What a beautiful choir. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you once again for a time in your presence. Thank you that we are guided not not unto a man, but unto the Most High God. Father, we know that everything consists of you. The Bible says, in him was life, and the life was the light of the world. May life and light come to us, even as we hear your word this Sunday afternoon. Father, bless this lips of clay. May it not speak the oracles of men, but may it speak the oracles of God. Thank you that the words that I speak, their spirit and their life. May spirit and life come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Amen, amen. And amen. So once again, it's a wonderful time to meet all of you. You're all looking very healthy and very well. And the choir is fantastic. Too fantastic. But I think we need more guys in the choir. Pastor Derek, you have to put more guys, more guys in the choir. Oh, Rev, you, you have said something, oh, Rev. You have... Okay, we need more, choirs, more guys in the choir, so try and join. So far, it's just Jethro. Only more. Jethro. I think more men can join. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, amen. Amen. Wonderful. Okay. So, uh, last week, we started sharing. Today's going to be a short service because we're going to have a very wonderful graduation service. So, after church, mm-hmm. don't go. Hang around for the graduation service. Mm-hmm. Nobody should go. They're going to have a very wonderful graduation service nice. for the grad ones. That's it. Amen. So let me talk to you about, in the last week, we started talking about faith. Faith. You know. And um, I started sharing about the secrets of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's very important that we look at this topic of faith very well. And understand, so that we can understand what is faith and what is not faith? You know, sometimes you think something is faith, but it's not faith. I hear me? Yeah. It's not faith. Sometimes what we call faith is not faith. It's just presumption. But we need to understand what is faith and what is not faith. Amen. Amen. So today I want to talk to you about faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Good. There is element of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, look at Hebrews. Hebrews have it? Yeah. 1 to 2. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good report. Amen. Yes. The Bible said, now faith, okay? The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
the evidence of which is not seen. That is what faith is. It's a substance of things hoped for. Hallelujah. The evidence of which, it means that faith is something tangible. Faith is a substance. Faith is something you can hold. And the Bible says uh, it begins with hope. So once you lose hope, your faith is gone. And the Bible also says that by it, for by it, okay, by it, which is the, the substance called faith, the, opt- the elders obtained a good report. So it means that you, you get a good report or a good account before God. You know, basically, it means that when you have faith, your report card is A. So whatever it is, it means that when you go to heaven, you look at your report card, it is A. So it means that without faith, your report card is F. <laughs> you know? So faith gives you a good report. For by eight, the of them a good report. It means that when you, dem- anytime you demonstrate faith, you get an A in heaven. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and the Bible also makes us to understand that for without this uh, faith, you cannot please God. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. So faith is a very important thing that you and I need to understand because that is what will give you and I a good report. A good report. Because about say for without it, it is impossible to please God. Now, last week we spoke about, you know, some things that, see, faith is action. So last week I spoke about some things that demonstrate your faith. What shows that somebody has faith and somebody does not have faith? And one of the things that shows that somebody has faith, we learned, we said last week, is prayer. Prayer is a sign that you, of faith. See, the further you pray, you see, the further you pray means that you believe. Because what is prayer? Prayer is sitting down and talking to an invisible God. Prayer is sitting down and talking to somebody you don't see. So the, 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 the element of praying, the further you can pray, means that you believe in an unseen God. So a sign of faith, a sign of faith is that you pray. That is why Jesus gave us that parable about the judge. Okay, the judge and the woman who and he, and he concluded by in Luke 11. And he concluded by saying that when the Son of Man come, will he find faith on earth? So when you pray, you are demonstrating faith. So when you hear people who say that, oh, why do you waste your time praying? It's a sign that they don't believe. Anybody, anytime you hear people say, oh, why do you waste your time praying? It's a waste of your time. Instead of doing something better, you're spending this whole time praying. Don't you have anything better to do with your life? It is a sign that they don't believe. Because if you believe in an invisible God, you will pray. Mm-hmm. So faith, and that's what, so Jesus Christ talks about our, our, our prayer as a demonstration of our faith. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Are you here with me? Yes. Yeah, but today I want to show you another element that really, really demonstrates your faith. Okay? One thing that really, really proves that you believe or you don't believe. Okay? And which is obedience. Obedience. Amen. Obedience. You know? Your obedience reveals your faith. A sign that you have faith is that you obey. Obedience, in fact, faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Mm. 
In fact, I will say, I, I, you know, I'll tell you, you see, I, and I'll explain. I will say that uh, on a scale of 10, okay, on a scale of 10 of faith, if, 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 you, if you put faith on a scale of 10, okay, if you put faith on a scale of 10, if prayer, uh, if, I, I, I will say that prayer will be four on that scale and obedience will be 10 on that scale. A real, as much as prayer is a demonstration of your faith, obedience is a higher demonstration of your faith. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why do I say so? You see, who did the Bible describe as the father of faith? Abraham. The Bible calls Abraham. Let's look at Romans. Romans chapter 11. So sorry. Romans chapter 4 verse 16. Romans 4 16. Romans chapter 4 verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it may it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Amen. Amen. The Bible calls Abraham the father of faith. He's the father of us all. And I'm going to show you in the life of Abraham, down the line that we don't know, we don't know Abraham much for praying. No. I don't know where Abraham went to fast. I don't know where, where in the Bible that it said, but Abraham went to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. We don't know Abraham much for praying. I'm sure he prayed. God spoke to him. But one thing we know much of Abraham is that one, he believed God and he obeyed. In fact, it was his obedience to God that stands out. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So, 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 so it means that your disobedience, you see, okay? It means that your disobedience or, our, or, or my disobedience is a sign that we don't believe. If you be first Peter, look at the scripture. First Peter chapter 2, verse 7 to 8. First Peter 2, 7 to 8. First Peter chapter 2, verse 7 to 8. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient. The stone which he said, Unto you, which therefore believe he is precious. You understand? But unto them which be disobedient. You see, it could have said that unto them which believe not. But the Bible here is saying, try to use the word, the opposite of believe here is disobedient. Do you see the verse? Mm -hmm. Unto you therefore which believe, he's precious. But unto them which be disobedient, which is the same as unto them which believe not. So believe not is disobedient. You are preaching rap. Yeah. When you believe, when you believe, you obey. So when you don't obey, it is a sign that you don't believe. Hmm. So I can understand, you see, so we can understand why in Romans chapter 4, Abraham is described as the father of faith. Because you, when you look, you see, when you look through Abraham's life, one thing was sure Abraham obeyed God's instructions. Abraham did not bother to understand God. He just obeyed God. 
You know? Why? That's why, that's why Romans refer to Abraham as the father of faith. Now, let's look at this life, uh, this summary, this summary of Abraham's faith in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 9. Hebrews 11, 8 to 9. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 9. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he, he went out. He did what? He did what? What did he do? He, he went did. out. No. When he was called, to, to, he what? Obeyed. He obeyed. Obeyed. What did he do? Obeyed. He obeyed. obeyed. Continue. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and heirs with him of the same promise. Amen. Amen. Yes. The Bible said, by faith. By faith. Abraham, when he was called out to go into a place which he should receive for inheritance, the Bible said he obeyed. He didn't even know where he was going. Abraham did not know where he was going, but God said, get out and go. You know, one of the things that I've been studying, you see, two, uh, two heroes, okay, or two heroes, or two personalities, or two characters that excite me personally, that excite me personally in the Bible, are Abraham and David. These two guys really excite me. So I have been studying their life. You know, one of let me just just some Bible teaching here. One of the best ways to study the Bible, okay, one of the best ways to read the Bible is to take a person and follow the person's life throughout the whole Bible. In that way, you can get a full picture and, and get and get revelations from the person's life. Abraham was very interested to Abraham was interesting to me because God, I, I wanted to find out what was what was it about Abraham? Two things about Abraham that excited me. One was, why was he called the father of faith? And more importantly, what was it about Abraham that God referred to him as his friend? And at one time, he was talking to Jacob. He said, Abraham, my friend, and Isaac and Israel, my servant. I said, you are my servant, but you have to, Abraham, your father. The, the relationship between me and your father is a friendship. So it means that it was, so I was very interested. I personally was interested in what makes somebody qualified to become a friend of God. Because I, was, I also want to become a friend of God. And I was interested in David in the sense that God called David a man after my own heart. So what is it in the person that makes God call me this man is after my own heart? And, and, and so I, I started to study. So Abraham, when I read this verse, I said, what is it about Abraham? So I started to do my own personal Bible study. And I found out that what made God like Abraham so much? And, 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 the, and the word stands out. His obedience. I don't know. We don't know of Abraham going for a, a retreat. Abraham didn't do any miracles. What, what, what dead person did Abraham raise? Yet still, in, 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 in Romans chapter 4, he's, he's described as the father of faith. I don't know of any sick person Abraham raised. What sick person did Abraham raise? Heal. None of None of it. But one, you know, let, let's, let's do some Bible study to know. Let's give you a, a, a bit of a summary of Abraham's life about his believing in God. You know, we first begin to hear, we first hear of Abraham in the Bible in, um, 
in Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 11. Okay, Genesis chapter 11. That's when we hear about. That's the first time Abraham's life in the Bible starts from Genesis chapter 11. That's the first time he's mentioned. And he died, and he dies in Genesis chapter 25. You can write it down. So if you want to know about Abraham, read from Genesis 11 to 25. You will know his whole lifestyle. Now, let's go to Genesis 11. Genesis 11, 25. That's when, that's when we begin to hear of Abraham's life. He's first mentioned in the Bible. So go to Genesis eleven twenty-five. We're going to do some quick Bible reading here. Genesis chapter 11, verse 25. And Nahor lived after he begat Terah and hundred and nineteen years and begat sons and daughters. Okay. Uh, uh, 26. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Okay. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And mm -hmm. Haran begat Lot. Mm -hmm. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity and Ur of the Chaldeans. Good. And Abraham and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, and the daughter of Haran, father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. Mm -hmm. And Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, mm -hmm. his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur, of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Well, and then, let me explain to you. So he, this is the first time we begin to see Abraham. The Bible said that there was a man called Mr. Naho, okay? Who gave birth to uh, a son called Terah, who's Abraham's father. So uh, Terah. And they were, I want you to understand the Bible so that you, you can understand that this were practical people who were living in the land of Ur. You see, one of the best ways to, to study somebody's life or the Bible is to try and bring the Bible into modern times. The land of Ur of the Chaldeans is the, is, is the current day Iraq. It's in Iraq. So they were from Iraq. Mr. Nahor gave birth to uh, Ter uh, Terah. Mr. Terra. And Mr. Terra gave birth to three boys. Abraham, Naho Jr., because one of the Abraham was called Naho, so obviously he was named after his grandfather. So it was Abraham, Mr. Terra gave birth to Abraham, Naho, who he probably named after his father, so he, he who probably call him NJ, Naho Jr. And then, and then, uh, and, uh, and the other one was uh, Haran. Okay, that, so, so Abraham's three brothers were Abraham himself, his brother Naho, who was named after his grandfather, and then his brother Haran. And the Bible said that his brother Haran, okay, his brother Haran, who, uh, he died in Iraq. But his brother Haran, before he died, gave birth to two children, Lot. And 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 and, 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 two, and two girls, Mecca and, and, and Iska. So after uh, after that, Abraham's father, Mr. Terah. Okay, after that, Abraham. Yes, follow the story for me. After that, Mr. Terah, who is Abraham's dad, then decided that he's leaving Iraq, which is Ur, and he's going to Canaan, which is present-day Israel. 
He's leaving Iraq and going to Canaan, which is present-day Israel. So he left Iraq. And when he left Iraq, he went, he left Iraq with Abraham, who is his son, and then Sarah, who is his daughter-in-law, and Lot, who is his grandson, which is uh, his grandson. Are you following the story? Yeah. So when, he, when they left Iraq, on their way to Israel, the, the, the Bible said that they settled in Haran. Okay, I'm sure it's a place that was named after his son. And Haran is modern-day Turkey, southern Turkey. So they left Iraq on their way to, you see, you see like we are coming down, on their way to, on their, on their way to, uh, he left Iraq going to Israel. That was his father. That was, his, that, that was Mr. Terrence's dream. But when he go to Turkey, that's where he settled. And it looks like business boom for him in Turkey. You see, I, I want you to relate to them so that it will look like a normal life. As it, yeah. Yeah, so this, this, it's like a, they, they are hustling. They are trying to make money. Just hustling. They travel, move from their country. So when they go to uh, Turkey, which is Haran, because Haran is in Turkey, Mr. Mr. Terra did very well. So he did not continue his journey to Israel. He stayed there and obviously prospered a lot. Prospered, you see, the fact that the place was named after his son means that he became prosperous, like when they say Washington, D.C. Like, you know, it is named after an important person. So it means that they did very well there. They did very well in southern Turkey. So that is where Abraham's father died. So Abraham also did well in Turkey. That's where they, so Abraham actually prospered in Turkey. Then, in, go to Genesis chapter 12. The next chapter, just in the next page. Genesis 12, please. Now, the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will shew thee. Continue. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. Mm-hmm. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Yes. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Amen. And uh, you see, I'm trying to explain Hebrews 11.8. Why he said him. So here, Abraham's father settled in Turkey. They opened a business. Mr. Taran is very wealthy. So Abraham becomes also wealthy in Turkey. Then suddenly, verse 12, God says, leave all your business. Shut down your business and go to a place that I will show you. <laughs> but you see, just on the side notes, when his father, when his father, Mr. Terra, left Iraq, he was, going to, he was supposed to go to Israel, but he got stopped in Turkey and prospered there. It's amazing that when God commanded Abraham to leave, he sent him back to his, his father's original vision. Go back to Israel. Israel. Wow. Yeah. So sometimes the call of God is for you to finish what you have wanted your father to do. Wow. 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 So Abraham, so Abraham's business was booming. But God said, no, go. What? So when Abraham left Turkey, he was a rich man. So Abraham left Turkey together with his wife and Lot and his servants because he had, he had made money. He had prospered in Turkey. And if you look on the map, 
from Turkey to Canaan, okay, from Turkey to Israel, you have to go through Syria. You have to study the Middle East. One day you should go to Israel so you understand my preaching. So from there, if you, if you look at the map, when you're moving from Turkey, Turkey is north and Israel is south. So you have to go through Syria. So that is why he acquired uh, one of his chief servants, Eliezer of Damascus. Mm. So when you hear of Eliezer, it was when Abraham was moving from Turkey as a wealthy man. He was wealthy. He was rich. So he could afford servants. So when he entered Israel in the Hebron region, which is north, when he entered Israel, he was already a wealthy man. But what I'm saying, he left something that was thriving and prosperous. When God told him, he left everything behind. He left everything. He was wealthy in Turkey. And then when he got to Israel, when he got to Israel, you won't believe it. You see, this is, this is obeying God. You won't believe it. When he got there, the land that God promised him, the place that he, uh, he left without any address, when he got there, there was famine in the land. <laughs> is it possible that God can call you to leave something and in obedience to God, you will end up in a worse situation? Yes. Mm. You are preaching, Reverend. Yes. That's the truth. You are preaching. Yes. Can you believe that when he left his business in Turkey and came to Canaan, which is Israel, there was famine. The place was dry. So, so I'm sure people said, man, this guy had made a bad move. He didn't, I mean, he had made a bad business. He didn't pray about it. He didn't hear from God. No, he heard from God. He heard from God. The fact that he landed on a dry place does not mean that he did not hear from God. Hmm. He just obeys God. That is why the Bible says, talking about Jesus Christ, the Bible says when he was baptized in, in the river Jordan, the Holy Spirit came. And the Bible says, and he was led by the Holy Spirit. He was led. Not that he went on his own. He was led by the Holy Spirit, not into a city, or a booming town, but into the wilderness. So sometimes they lead, the leading of obeying God. You see, I'm, I'm talking about obeying God, not understanding God. Obeying God can take you to an apparently dry place. Abraham disobeyed. So when he got to Israel, the place was dry. So what did Abraham do? Then Abraham said, Look, after he had built an altar here, another day, then he decided, Look, the place is dry, so let me move to Egypt to go and make some money. So I'm trying to explain that he was just an ordinary man. Abraham was just an ordinary person just trying to survive. So he moved to, so on his way to Egypt, because Egypt was booming at that time. So if you look, look, if you look at the map, to move from Israel to Egypt, you have to go south. You see, mind you, we started from Turkey, which is north. We went through Syria. Now we are in Israel. Now you have to go further south to go to Egypt, because Israel, Israel is north of Egypt. So to go there, to go to that place, to go to Egypt, that's when he told his wife, because he, uh, uh, he, that's when he told his wife that, look, I am going to Egypt to go and make some money. But the way you are beautiful, when we get there, say that you are my sister. Mm. You understand? You are so beautiful that when we get there, just tell the people that you are my sister. Because the way it is, if you say you are my wife, they'll kill me and marry you. So when, and true to his word, in fact, there's a scripture, <laughs> you see, um, very interesting. 
when they go to the borders of Egypt, the Bible said that word spread, that there's a very nice woman who has come to town. That is how beautiful and outstanding Sarah was. Wow. As soon as Sarah, Sarah crossed the border of Israel into Egypt, her beauty was noticed. So immediately they sent a word to Pharaoh that look, some lady has come, she's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah said, then bring her to me. Because in those days, in those days, two things belong to the king, the land and the beautiful woman. Those are the, their king's property. The land was for the king and all the beautiful women were for the king. <laughs> so Pharaoh said, bring him to me. So Pharaoh, Pharaoh actually asked for Sarah because Sarah was outstandingly beautiful. My God. Yes. So when they got there, when Pharaoh asked for Sarah, then the Bible said there was a plague. There was a plague. Okay? There was a plague in, 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 in Pharaoh's house. Serious plague. Uh-huh. And it came to pass when the woman that she was... But, Put in the new NLT, new, new, uh, new Living Translation, so that you can understand it well. You have the New Living Translation. No, no Rev, not yet. You don't have, okay, but the, I, I can say that it came to pass when they were coming to that, they, they, they were, that, that she was fair, beautiful, true, true, true. So Pharaoh, Pharaoh actually asked for, uh, the, and it came about when Abraham came to the saw that she was very beautiful. Next verse. Pharaoh's official saw her. Okay, they saw her. Okay, and 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 she was so beautiful, and the woman and, and they took her to Pharaoh's house. Boy, <laughs> I mean, look. So, so it, it, it's also a revelation. If you are not rich or you are not wealthy, don't marry a beautiful woman because Charlie, be careful. <laughs> Make sure that you are rich or wealthy before you marry a beautiful woman. <laughs> anyway, that's just by the way. So there, of course. God protected Abraham. And there was a plague in Pharaoh's house. And then they found out, oh, really? She's, uh, Sarah was Abraham's wife. So Pharaoh let Abraham off. That, oh, you have deceived me, so go back. But amazingly, Pharaoh then gave Abraham more money because of Sarah. May you find a woman who will bring prosperity into your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. I said, may God give you a wife who will bring you prosperity into your house. Amen. <laughs> so, Sarah now comes. So, Pharaoh gives them money. A lot of money. So then, after a while, Abraham comes back. He comes back north to Israel. Okay? He comes back north to Israel. Are you getting the story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, he comes back to Israel. North. Okay. <clears throat> and then, so he prospers. And, and even there, that, that story, he moved from place to place. Because when you look at Israel, at one point he was in Hebron, which was the north. Then he came to the Negev, which was in the south. Around, uh, yes, they, they, uh, very good. He, uh -huh, you are helping with the preaching. Because I want you to understand that Abraham was just an ordinary person like you and I. But one thing is for sure. Anytime God tells him to do something, he doesn't doubt. He just obeys. Hmm. So he comes, he, he, he settles back to Egypt, uh, Israel, moved from, in fact, he was, he was in Hebron, then he moved to the south, that's what I was saying, he sojourned with Isaac and Jacob, 
It was in Negev or, or Hebron, in the Negev, which is south. That's when he gave birth to Isaac. And then when Isaac was old, and when, when Abraham was old, and Isaac wanted to marry, let me show you this verse. In Genesis chapter 24. Go to Genesis 24. Genesis 24, okay? Genesis chapter 24. And Abraham, Go ahead. and Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his elder servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Let's end there. So Abraham was in Israel. He has prospered in Israel. He has given birth to Isaac in Israel. When Isaac was about to marry, Abraham calls his servant, this Eliezer, and look, I want my son to marry, but I don't want you to marry any of this Canaanite woman, any of this woman. Go back to my country. So you see that, so they went back to Iraq. Hmm. They went back to Iraq to go and find Rebecca, who was Nahor, Abraham's brother's sister. Mm -hmm. Because Abraham said, no, 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 no. Even though I prospered, I don't want you to marry, so go back and go and marry from my country. So that is why they sent Elias of Damascus to go back to find, to go and marry Rebecca, who was Laban's brother, and who, who were the children of Abraham's, Abraham's other brother, Nahor. So they went back to the family to marry. And it was the same thing. When Jacob was also about to marry, they went back to the family. So those of you who, who are trying to marry outside the Christian family, be careful. Way! <laughs> <laughs> so, but then that is by the way. So, so you, you could see that uh, this is clearly somebody who believes in God and obeys God. That's why, that's why I said, because you see, his move, sometimes when we read, when God called from Abraham, God called Abraham, and, and, and that I would take him to a land, and knowing where he would go. We thought that, oh, maybe Abraham was just wondering, he was a hustler. No, he wasn't. He was a prosperous guy in Iraq, in, in Turkey. But he believed God. See, I'm talking about obeying God. He believed God so much that he left whatever business he was doing there. I mean, to live with camel and cattle, it means that he actually migrated. He was a wealthy person. Only to come to a place that was dry. And you see, but his move, you see, his move from Egypt, you know, sorry, his move from Israel to Egypt, that one wasn't God. It was just purely economic move. It's true. God didn't tell him to go to Egypt. No, 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 no. That one, it was purely an economic move. When he got to Israel, the place was dry. So Charlie, I have to survive. Let me go down to go and hustle small. That's why he has to, that's why he has to tell a lie and all those type of stories. Because it was purely economic. And it's very interesting. When you look at Genesis chapter 26, let's look, that's my last, uh, let's look at that scripture. I'm trying to show you Abraham's obedience. Genesis chapter 26. Go to Genesis chapter 26 about Isaac. Yeah, read it quickly for me. Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. And there was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Have you seen it? There was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. In other words, the Bible was recounted that another huge famine hit Israel again, compared to the one that happened when Abraham was around. 
Mm -hmm. I understand the Bible. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's another famine hit Israel again. Okay? Uh, compared to the famine that happened when Abraham was around. Go ahead. And Isaac went into Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. Yes. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee Hold of. What, you see, have you seen, what, why did you think that, why did you think that Isaac made, decided to go to Egypt? Because his father told him, when I came and things were hard, we moved to Egypt. That's why we prospered. That's why we got enough capital to come back. So Isaac was about to repeat the same thing. He was about to go to Egypt, just like his father did. The teaching rev. Yes. I'm talking about obeying God. But this time, even though God allowed Abraham to go to Egypt, and God prospered him there, when he came to Isaac, God said, don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Isaac, don't go. Stay here. Isaac, don't go. And, and even though, you see, I'm talking about obedience. Let's read this whole story. Continue. So join in the land, and I will be with thee, and, and will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. That's right. Continue. And I will make, and I will make, thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Mm, because that Abraham obeyed my voice. Abraham did what? Obeyed my voice. Yes. And kept my, mm -hmm. my commandments, my statuses and my laws and Isaac dwelt in Gerar and the men of the place asked him of his wife and he said, she's my sister. Oh, For have you seen and go, we can see that scripture. And I, I, Isaac did not go. You see, Gerah, Gerah is still Israel, it's the southern part of Israel. And the people asked Isaac about his wife, and he says, My sister, you know, the same story his father told. I, 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 I the same story his father told. Let's just by the side. So before you criticize your, fa your father's mistake, be careful. You don't know why you don't know why your father told the people that your mother is a sister. Now you are saying the same thing. Do it. Yeah. So Isaac, be careful. Okay? The thing that made your father say your mother is your sister, you don't know. <laughs> when the same thing came, the he said the same thing. Continue. She is my sister, for he feared to say, She is my wife. Lest said he, the men of place should kill me for Rebekah, because she was fair to look upon. And it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech king of the Philistines looked out at a, at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold of surety, she is thy wife. And how sayest thou, she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, because I said... Look, let, let, let me explain this, you see? <laughs> when Isaac said, the girl is my sister, the one day the king saw uh, Isaac through his window, and the way he was sporting with Rebecca, you see, he was sporting with Rebecca, he said, mm, hey, how can this be your sister? Mm. How 
can this be your sister? I'm sure he saw Isaac the way the romancing and kissing the and said, mm, how can it be your sister? You see, what am I trying to say? Some of you Christian brothers, the way you behave with the sisters, you, you see, you see, your behavior does not point that she's not your sister. She's your sister. Because as the as as the pastor is watching and they don't come and tell me, oh, she's only a Christian sister. No, your behavior towards her is not only a Christian sister. How would you? In other words, in 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 other words, in other words. There is a way to behave towards a sister. Certain behaviors are unbecoming. That's just by the way. There is a way. If someone is a Christian, there's, there's a way to relate to a Christian sister. Some, 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 some ways are, un, are, are unacceptable. Okay? Some, 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 ways, some ways goes beyond being a sister. Visiting somebody in the apartment, sitting there quietly, I mean, wearing shorts in the summer, trying to cook and show your bum. It's not a sister behavior. It's a sporting behavior. There are two different things. Hmm. Sporting. Sporting behavior. There's a, there's a difference between a sporting behavior and a sister behavior. Hmm. Anyway. So, that's what happened. But, let's go to verse 10. Verse 10, and Abimelech said, what is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have leaned with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltiness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, he that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Mm. Isaac sold in this that... Best this is the best I want to show you. Then what? Isaac sold in that land and received and the same here, hundredfold. And the Lord what? Blessed him. Blessed him. And the Lord did what? Blessed him. And the Lord did what? Blessed him. Verse 13. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Oh my God. Amen. The Lord blessed him. The man was great. Became strong until he became very great. All from a simple instruction. Don't go to Egypt. Wow. Rev, you are preaching. Simple. To be, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, let me tell you an honest truth. God knows that you are weak and you are frail. So God is not even more, God is not even interested in your sins. He's more interested in your obedience. I mean, I mean, in spite of the fact that Isaac said that, oh, this woman is my, my sister and this, he was lying. God couldn't care less. God couldn't care who about the lie. Hmm. Yes, because God knows, God, he knows we are weak. In spite of his lie, telling that this woman is my sister, and all those, Abraham said that Sarah is my wife. God, God is more interested in those who obey me because obe your obedience is your faith. Your obedience is your faith. Do you trust God? Can you stand on the word of God? Can you rely on God? When God tells you something, can you do it? Or will you do it? I personally believe, you see, the reason why, the reason why God called Abraham his friend, okay, there is he, the, the, and nobody else in the Bible has been, referred, has been referred to as God's friend and Abraham only. And this is the reason. When you say somebody is your friend, when you call somebody a friend, a friend means you have something in common. Okay? A friend. You and a friend. What almost directly, how can two work together except they agree? So for somebody to be in your friend, that's something, somebody in common. And the only person in the history of mankind 
who has something in common with God is Abraham. What, what, what did the two of, what does God and Abraham have in common? They are the only two people who gave up their only begotten son. Hmm. Because God asked Abraham, go and sacrifice Isaac, your, thy only son. So even though Isaac did not die in a certain sense, in the eyes of God, Abraham sacrificed Isaac. And the only person who sacrificed his only begotten son also was God. So when it comes to sacrificing your only begotten son, it's only God and Abraham. That's why they are friends. Yeah. That's why they are friends. That's why Abraham, that's why, that's why God called Abraham his friend. It's like, I mean, when it comes, because all of us, any, all of us can sacrifice our sons. Maybe when you have three or four, you can spare one. Maybe when you have five, you can't spare one. Mm. When you have one, you can't spare one. So to spare the only one, because Jesus Christ was um, God's only begotten son, so was Abraham, the, thy son, thy only son Isaac. So was Isaac. So it is on the two. That's, that's, why, that's why God called Abraham my friend. It's like, look, at a certain level, only me and you match. Everybody's below us. So Abraham being called a father of faith, okay, a father of faith, it is revealed in his obedience. Let me tell you, when you believe, you see, when you believe, when you obey, it's a sign of faith. If you believe, you obey. If you believe, you obey. Or, another way to say that, the reason why we don't obey is because we don't trust. Mm. Mm. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Mm. Zephaniah 3, 1 and 2. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. Woe to her. She obeyed not her voice. And the reason she did not obey was she trusted not. She trusted not. See, I want to tell us that, look, you... See, the, one of the reasons why we don't obey God, we don't obey God, is because we don't trust. Mm. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that it is difficult to obey people you don't trust. Mm. Mm. No, 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 no. I will not advise you to obey anybody you can't trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your obedience, okay, your obedience reflects your trust. If I tell you, if I tell you, wash my car and I'll give you $100. When you don't wash the car, you are telling me that you don't trust me, that I'll give you the money. But if you trust me, then you'll do it. So your, our disobedience is a sign that we don't trust. That is why the Bible called Abraham the father of faith. He believed and was imprisoned as righteousness because Abraham trusted God. Abraham trusted God to the point that even when God gave him only one son and God said, kill him, Abraham said, no problem. I don't, I'm going to kill him. God will provide. That's how much he trusted God. And so, you see, let me say something. Sometimes I don't blame you for not trusting. You see, sometimes our bad experiences with men make us less trusting. Well, <laughs> after you have had one or two seniors and people have disappointed you and people have left to you you know that is in fact that is 
actually the difference between a young marriage and an old marriage. Yes. When people are marrying young and they have no experiences, like they marry with their heart, they trust. But when people are old, they have experience. When they are married, they marry with their head. They do calculations. Mm. Trust issues. Because every rap you are telling her, they have heard before. Mm. But when sad. people are young and they, are, they, 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 are, they have no experiences, they bleed and they trust. So you said, oh, how much money do you have in the account? Oh, I have... Uh, $2,000. You too, how much you have? Oh, I also have $5,000. Okay. So, so your $2,000 and my $5,000. Okay, so we can plan. Let's plan the wedding. Okay. So, okay, $2,000, $5,000. Okay. Let's plan. Let's do this. Okay. Because they trust. They are young. But after people have been old and they've gone through experiences and things, when they are, even though they are getting married, how much do you have? You know, I think uh, I'll, I'll get back to you later on. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I get back to you on that one, you know, you know, um, uh, uh, anyway, you, you know, um, you know, you know, um, it's, 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 it, 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 I'm not sure I have to put this together. They'll be telling us because they don't trust. But let me tell you something. Yes. You have every right not to trust man, but trust God. And I'm saying to somebody, I, 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 I am saying to somebody who's hearing me, believe again. See, don't make disappointment affect you. Believe again. Hmm. Amen. If you want to see the power of God, if you want to exhibit faith, believe again. Hmm. Believe again. Faithful is he who has promised. See, the fact that, is that, that's why I shared with you, the fact that you ended up in a bad spot in the first time, does not mean that it's not the will of God. When Abraham left Turkey, when he went to Israel, there was famine in the land. When Jesus, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus Christ, he took him to the wilderness. So a bad spot does not mean that it's not the will of God. Continue believing God. God will bring you to Canaan again. He, he, he eventually brought them back and flourished them. Please, don't make one bad experience be, make you become a, a skeptic. I once told somebody, I once told a sister, look, the sister used to believe in a certain, um, a certain brother. Used to believe in a certain brother very well. I mean, a certain pastor. And then the pastor, the pastor advised the sister on something to do. In fact, and it looks like the recommendation did not work. So this, person, this sister became a bit disillusioned. So I was talking to this sister, I told her, look, the fact that the first recommendation does not work does not mean that you should, not, you should, you should refuse to take any more recommendation for this person because you'll be surprised that even though the person's first recommendation is not work, God will still use the same person to be a blessing to you. What? Trust again. You see, you see, she trusted not. She trusted not in the Lord. She trusted not. Okay? And therefore did not, and therefore did not obey his voice. Zephaniah 1.3. She trusted not. And therefore did not. See, we must learn to trust God. Amen. What is it? That is why, for example, let's take our own prophet, Bishop Dag. He said, let's take our own prophet, Bishop Dag. The highlight, okay, as in, uh, like he, he, he shares his testimony with us. He became anointed as a medical student as a final year medical student, when he went to Suhum, Suhum is a place in Ghana, 
when he was praying, he was praying. And as he said, he was kneeling down his bed. He had a, something from the message left and entered into him. And he heard a voice that from today you can teach. That was the day he got anointed. Because he believed, he believed that's, that's believing. He believed it. Okay? He believed it. But, but the great transformation of his ministry, what put him on the world stage was not that voice that he heard. But that day that when he was praying in his room, in the hotel room, lying on the carpet, having his quiet time, and he read that give thyself holy, give thyself holy, and your prophet shall appear unto all. That was God, that was an instruction. That was not something to believe. That God was telling him to do something. And it is in obedience to that instruction. That's, that's what put him on the world stage. When he decided, because, at, and, and let me tell you something, it wasn't an easy obedience. Because at that time, I, I'm his friend, so I know what I'm talking about. At, his friend, he was, at that time, he was trying to run a sand and stone business. He had some keeper truck that he was doing, making money here and there. So give thyself holy means that pack everything. That was obedience. <laughs> it means shut the business down. Like Abraham, move from Turkey. You have companies in Turkey. You have business in Turkey, but move from Turkey. And the only reason why you would take such a decision, contrary to your common sense, is that you trust God. Otherwise, common sense will tell you don't do. Common sense will tell you don't do. So the only reason why you would do is because you trust God. And it, it, that was the turning point of Bishop Dax's ministry. Give thyself holy. The day he decided to obey that instruction. Even though he was anointed as a final year student, his ministry shot into world stage when he decided to obey. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What has God told you and I to obey? What has God told you and I to obey? Listen. Mm-hmm. Whatever God tells us to be. Let, let me just say, you see, there, there are some times you have to use your mind. Until, until, until you hear from God, use your mind. But when you hear from God, put your mind aside and believe God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When Abraham went to Egypt, when Abraham went to, went to Israel, there was famine. His move to Egypt was, he didn't hear from God, it was just his mind. And God allowed him to go. So sometimes God allows you to use your mind. But the day you hear from God, put your mind aside and obey God. That, that's the trust. Do you trust God? Do I trust God? Sometimes, you see, even in ministry, to working for God, the reason why we are not even serving God to a certain degree and to a certain because we don't trust God. Because if you trust that God can take care of you, why are these reservations? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Trust God. That is faith. So, so anytime we sing that song, Abraham blessings are mine, Abraham blessings are mine, it's a very good song. But we should also add, add, add the second stanza, trust and obey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not only Abraham blessings came by trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So Abraham's blessings came by also trusting and obeying. So before we sing Abraham's blessings are mine, add trust and obey. 
Is somebody hearing me this afternoon? Yes, sir. Is somebody hearing me? Look, faith is obedience. And let me tell you, God, you see, whichever way God will speak to you, okay, that's the thing. You know. Sometimes God will speak to you through the preaching. Obey. Sometimes God will speak to you through your quiet time. Obey. Sometimes God will speak to you, you see, through the preaching, obey. Through your quiet time, obey. Through a song, obey. Maybe sometimes you are watching a movie, God will speak to you. Just, just obey, obey, obey him. For obedience is better than sacrifice. This is what made Abraham. This is what made Abraham the father of faith. This is what prospered him. And this is what Isaac saw. This is what Isaac saw in his father. Isaac saw that, look, my father prospered because he obeyed God. So when Isaac wanted to make a move and God said, don't go, he said, this, me to obey God. And he obeyed God and he prospered. Trust and obey. So I pray that, look, in these times, in these difficult times, we will listen to his voice and obey. Let's believe him. Let's trust him. Sometimes God is calling you, even, even give him. No, sometimes God will speak to you, give something. And send, but when you do the calculations, you hold back. You walk out of faith. You walk out of a blessing. Let's obey. Let's obey him. God will put something in you. See, Bishop Doug ministry jumped into well stage. The day he obeyed the voice, give thyself holy. Yes, he was anointed. But the, the next level came when he gave himself holy. By obeying. It's time for you and I to obey. Let's obey God. Because obedience means you trust. Yeah. And like I said, it's not everybody, it's not everybody you can trust. I mean, some, some, people, some people, when they ask you to do something for them, ask for the payment first. Because if you do, don't pay you. Hmm. Yeah. And when you are dealing with man, you have to be careful. Because you cannot trust man. That, that is why, I mean, that is, that's the reason why you ask for payment first. Because you can't, you can't trust the person. Yeah. That is why I don't see, that's why I don't see why Christian sisters should sleep with a man who has not married you. If he wants to sleep with you, let him, let him go and sign the paper first. Because once he sees you, he will sign the paper. <laughs> trust. But when it comes to God, he wants us to trust. Trust him. That's why Abraham just trusted God. He left to a place of no address. Not sure, but he knew that the God who has called me is faithful. So it's so interesting. When, when, I, when I read Abraham's life, I said, I don't see anywhere where Abraham is fasting and praying. Abraham is doing miracles. Abraham is doing conventions. But God still calls him my friend and the father of faith. So what is real faith? So it means real faith. Real faith is obeying. Simply put, real faith is that you obey God. And, I, and, 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 and it makes sense. Anybody you trust, you obey the person. The reason why you don't obey because you don't trust them. Hmm. So your, your, your obedience. You understand? If a, if, a, if a pastor tells you, look, I want you to be an usher. Please come early and help. And God will bless you. If you believe what I said, you'll be an usher. So you're not being an usher means that you don't believe what I told you. You don't trust it. 
So our obedience also reveals us. I pray that God will increase our faith. May we trust him. May we trust him. May we have faith in him. The Bible says faithful is who has promised and he also will do it. Let me tell you, tell you something. I've been a Christian for a while and I can say that God is not a man that he should lie. And I can also agree. I've been a Christian for a while. I've been a Christian for a while. And I can agree with David. David said, I've been young and I've been old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed bear for bread. One thing I can guarantee you that when you serve God, God will not disappoint you. Stand up to your feet and let's pray. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this afternoon service. The Bible says that you are not a man that you should lie. No, no, nor the son of man that you should repent. Have you said it and you not repent? Will you not do it? Father, may we believe and trust in you. As children of Abraham, the Bible says he's the father of faith. Being that somebody who believed in you, may we also believe in your word. May we trust your word. May we trust your ministers. May we trust the visions and the dreams. May we trust the voice that you speak to us. Father, may we trust your word, your word, your word. Whichever way your word is coming to us, whether it is by preaching, whether it is by our quiet time, whether it is by a dream, whether it is by a vision, Father, may we trust your word so that we can be the children of Abraham. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this blessing in Jesus' name. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Look, just believe it. Believe it. There is heaven and there's hell. Because if you don't believe this, you'll be shocked. You will be shocked. Heaven is real and hell is real. So for nothing at all, just make sure that you have secured your place in heaven. And Jesus said, no man, Jesus said that no man can come to the Father except by me. I mean, my brother or my sister, if you join this Zoom service, wherever you join it from, if you are not a born again Christian, please, I'm begging you to take a decision for Jesus Christ. Because one day, one day, we will leave this earth. Where will you be? Heaven or hell? So if you want to take a decision for Jesus Christ, to, sec to secure your future, to secure your future in eternity, please say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, this afternoon, this afternoon, I come to you, I come to you, as a sinner, as a sinner, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, save my soul, save my soul, I want to be a child of God, I want to be a child of God, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, for saving me, for saving me, amen, amen, so if you pray this prayer for the first time, please, there's a number on the screen, I would like you to, just, send a WhatsApp text message and I personally would speak to you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. It's time for communion. Take it. This is my body which was broken for you. Drink. This is my blood who was, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. This is the holy meal. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 22, 
God told the people of Israel, kill the lamb, mark the doorpost. And when the, when the enemy comes, because of the, the blood, it will pass over you. Even as we live in these pandemic times, as we live in these difficult times, we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe. That is why we will be. Because we believe in the communion. That is why we brought bread. That's why, we, that's why we are going to look for bread in our homes. That's why we are going to look for wine in our homes. Because we believe. So we obey. And we believe that by the bread and the blood, we are exempted from the evil that is in the land. Take the bread. Dearly beloved, our Lord Jesus Christ, the night in which was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body which was broken for you. As we partake of this body, let there be healing. Let there be deliverance. Thank you, Lord. From the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet, every joint, every tissue, every nerve, every organ, every system, endocrine system, cardiovascular system, respiratory system, gastrointestinal system, any system shall work perfectly. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In the body. And the Bible said, that same night he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. This is what Moses said. Kill the lamb, take a hyssop, mark the doorpost. And when the spirit of death comes, it shall pass over you. Father, we thank you that up till this point, you have protected us from the pandemic of the corona. Thank you that as we stand today, there is none sick, none missing. Not for, even those who got it have recovered 100% to your glory. Father, we are grateful that in this pandemic, we lost none. And Father, we thank you for the exemption. And we thank you, Lord, that your people came out strong out of Egypt. May we come out stronger out of this pandemic. In Jesus' name, amen. The blood of Jesus. Wonderful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands for a prayer. Nikoliama mama zendeli kabro. Zendeli kaba anori masika fakata unoli amazonori kabre noko unoli amama. Rakate noli mama zendeli mako unori amama. Ne zendeli amama ne mikonoli amama ne misonoli ababa. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your exemption. Thank you that the blood has washed us. It has pardoned our mistakes. It has pardoned our errors. Father, even the curses from our generations, the curses from our parents, the curses from our grandparents, the, the, the curses from our great-grandparents, and the curses from our own mistakes, thank you that the blood has washed and saved us. We thank you that the blood has been a shield and a protector for us. Thank you for the defense of the blood. Thank you. Father, let familiar curses, familiar spirits cease right now because the blood has answered for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed today? Yes, sir. I'm very blessed. Wonderful. Obedience is faith. I tell you, obedience is faith. And faith is obedience. Lift up a good offering. Once again, there, there is no better. Is it? Faith is expression of your faith. If you really believe that God is your prosperity, I don't see why you should struggle with paying your first and best. No, 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 no. See, the fact that you don't pay your first and best or your tithe is, 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 is also another way of saying that God is not the source of your prosperity. But if you believe that God gave you that job, like he said in Deuteronomy, it is I who give it the power to make wealth. If you believe it, you will honor him. So when you don't honor him, it's a sign that you don't believe. It's a sign that you don't have faith. And that's why you don't please God. So as if you believe, if, and I believe that God is the source. I believe that God is the source. That is why I don't joke with paying my tithes. I strongly believe it. And I've been paying tithes since I was a medical student, second year. So please, be a tight payer. Pay tithes to show that you believe. You, no, nobody pays tithes to, to make a man of God rich. That's nonsense. You pay tight to, to prove to God that you believe. And that God is your source. That God is your provider. So, so if mm -hmm. up to this point you have not paid tight before, please try God. Try God. Send a message to God today that God, I believe in you. And I'm, and I'm proving you. And let's see whether God will not open you your windows of heaven. And you will send me a testimony. Say that, Reverend, I never used to pay tight, but that day when you said, I pay tight, God will give you a testimony. So lift up your phone. Test again. The, the number is on the screen. Father, we thank you for those who are paying their tithes, those who are paying their first and best. Father, we believe. Even the fact that we are, we, we are in our homes, we are not in the look, a building together, but separately in our homes, we are, we, are, we are honoring you with our tithes. It's a sign that we believe that you are our source. Father, we say we should prove you. Today, let somebody who has not even paid tithe before, by their giving, Show them a miracle. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. While the windows of heaven swing open wide to us Yeah, yeah Been a while since It's been left up to you and me And we just can't seem to agree God, I don't know why Let go Show me this river that was just too deep and wide I'll give two reasons why this notion simply not enough. Mm -hmm. I can find some peace. Take the place of hate and war. All we need is peace. Oh, yeah. Just to take the place of hate and war. Oh, oh, oh. 
opportunity to give. Thank you that you are faithful. We trust you. We trust you. You said give and it shall be given back unto us. We trust your word. So we give as a sign of obedience which reflects our faith. And Father, we know that you are not a man that you should lie. No, the son of man that you should repent. Have you said and will you not do it? Father, do it for our people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you. Announcements or birthdays. Birthdays. Whoa. Wow. Fantastic. Yvonne, your birthday. Hallelujah. Amen. Stretch for We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.